correct? <laughs> is it all correct? Yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. Welcome. Welcome Episode back. Episode 10. Wow, we're finally recording it. I know. We, the last several nights, Asia and I are like, mm, I want to get high and watch Game of Thrones instead. Oh my God. I mean, by that, I mean me. No, yeah, I, I just want to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm straight edge. <laughs> it's okay. We're both kind of loopy tonight, so. Um, it's good. Get ready. So, this is Gone in 60 Seconds, Episode 2. And we're <laughs> I'm so unprepared. I'm oh. keeping all of this. This is all staying in, by the way. Excellent. Um, this, this, this. I don't even have all. I don't even. Have, I don't. We have to stop. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have any of my shit with me. Okay. Now we're actually starting. We're back. Are we ready? I think we're ready. Yes. Should we reintroduce? Yes. Because yeah. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> this is 2020. I'm your host. <laughs> Slick Dick Nick. Oh, no. No, that's like, me. Damn it. Oh, wait, no. You combined both I of them. I combined them. Okay. So this is Gone in 60 Seconds. I'm your host, Marta, a.k.a. Slick Nick Nasty. Oh, and I'm Asia. Your other host. <laughs> a.k.a. Lil Dick Nick. Oh, fuck. I forgot my <laughs> own name. The, the look of terror she gave me. I'm sorry. She's like, wait, fuck. They could hear it. It was it was pal- palpable? Palpable. It was palpable. So today we're talking about Rumblefish, which is uh, the second film, full like feature-length film that he's in, because obviously there was Valley Girl last week that we discussed, and then... Oh, that doesn't matter. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to start the sentence over. No, no, no. This is just, you know, the second legit one. Yeah. Yeah. Which was filming at the same time as Valley Girl, as we discussed last episode. But, um, so, Rumblefish came out October 21st, 1983. So, just, like, six months after Valley Girl. Even though they were filming at the same time. Common trend here with Nick Cage. Yeah, he does, like, I mean, if you haven't noticed, he does, like, eight movies at a time, so. We love it. We love him. We love him. Um, Asia, to be honest, Asia and I are probably going to have like a lot of really random shit to say about this movie because it's kind of a random movie. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's strangely artistic. It's like super autistic. Uh, you did it. I know. You did the joke. <laughs> I know. But it's like, honestly, I really liked watching it. And I know you're going to talk a little bit more about this, about mm-hmm. like the noir feel and like the yeah. expressionist feel to it because it's all in black and white yeah well except except, except the fish except for the fish <laughs> yeah except for the rumble fish <laughs> what are they called uh well they're betas beta fish but they but he only refers to them as rumble fish i had a beta fish once when Did i you? lived in so ill what was his name biff biff Biff. Like from Back to the Future? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's fucking awesome. He was so cool. <laughs> was he a dick? Yeah, oh my God. But he like premiered in some of my original Instagram covers. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't have a video for this, so here's a video of my fish, Biff. <laughs> and are you like out of focus in the background, like through the water? No, that, no. You should have done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I could go back and tell myself to be smarter. <laughs> yeah, same. Like when we started this episode. Go back and do better. (laughs) Go back and be better in general. No, you're, well, I mean, you're right. Because, I mean, as as soon as we were watching it, we were like, this is like Francis Ford Coppola's take on a noir in modern times. And then I read about it and I was like, oh, that's exactly what he did. It's um, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, 
It's based on the novel by Essie Hinton, um, who co-wrote the screenplay. And it's, um, she's the same writer as The Outsiders. So Coppola and Hinton were writing the screenplay on their days off from shooting The Outsiders. Because he, he also shot The Outsiders. Yeah, so oh, they made the films back to back. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so like while they were on set and everybody else was like fucking off, they're like, we're on our next project. They're like, hey, you know what we should do? <laughs> Let's not tell anyone. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but like... We're Let's gonna... not tell Emilio Estevez, because... Because... Actually, this is the only adapted S.E. Hinton novel that does not star Emilio Estevez. <gasps> they were like, we're taking a break from Emilio. They're like, let's let's introduce my nephew Nick. <laughs> They're like, hey, you know I got this nephew. He's gonna be a big star. His his chest is really hairy. We like him. He's perfect. He's such a greasy boy. He's, he's so greasy in this. But it's like in a good way. But he's way. good. I don't see it. You we don't see as much of Nick in this one as we would like to. But honestly, I'm starting to appreciate him as like the supporting actor. Totally. Because it's kind of. It's an extra interesting way to watch his career because, I mean, obviously, he's not going to start as the starring actor in everything. No. And so. also, I feel like maybe maybe he's, like, one of those people that suffers, like, under pressure, like, from being the lead. He's like, this is too much. So he's, like, more free when he's doing a side character. Probably. I didn't know if that was making noise oh, when I set I, it down. Oh, fine. I had half a Modelo and I dug the limes out of the garbage can, so... I wish I was joking. (laughs) Asia watched me do it. I did. She was a little dumpster diver. (laughs) Well, it would... I'm not going to defend myself. There's no no reason. Anyways, okay. So, Rumblefish is starring Matt Dillon and uh, Mickey Rourke Bay. Bay. I didn't know that I was attracted to Mickey Rourke until I saw this movie. Well, because he's all plastic surgeryed out now. Right. He's a little lumpy looking. He is a little lumpy looking. Great in Iron Man 2, though. Oh, <laughs> Great villain. Um, and then Nick Cage and then sexy ass Diane Lane. So she comes back from The Outsiders because she's in The Outsiders. Mama. Um, I'm pretty sure that they asked her on set. Like Francis Ford Coppola went up to her and was like, like, hey, Yo. Diane, we're working on this side project with my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> you can touch him if you want. <laughs> Which she does. She do. Mm. But um, it's notable for its avant-garde style with film noir using the spherical cinemagraphic process with allusions to French New Wave and German Expressionism. I only understood about 20% of that. Yeah. But I do know there's some pretty dope shadow play during the movie. They do. There's like a lot of Venetian blinds. Yeah. It's like hella dark and moody. This movie is fun because it's definitely noir but they've got like the jazzy feel because like Tom Waits is like randomly in the movie just like, and he's in cutaways where he's like, Mopping down, you know, and he's like, the bar. Blah, blah, I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's just like it just shows. It's like weird angles. It shows like the clock, and he's like, "You kids these days, blah blah blah." And it's just like randomly inserts in between scenes, so it doesn't really take hold. It's just very like jazzy and like I just imagine like smoke and like he's like noir. Yeah, no, definitely like third party randomly doing an aside to the audience of being yeah. like, "Ah, shit's about to get crazy." <laughs> but we don't know because I never leave this fucking pose. He's always in the same spot at like their hangout, which is like a bar. It's like a bar diner thing. Yeah. Oh, it's like a pool. It's like kind it's of like, like a, it's, it's like a billiards. It's like a billiards place. Yeah. Um, a couple more fun facts about the film and then we'll tell you what it's actually about because I know you're like, what the fuck is this movie like, about? Who is it though? <laughs> what is this? Um, 
one of the favorite things that I found about this movie is that the musical score is done by Stuart Copeland, which is the drummer from the band The Police. Oh, don't stand so close to me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, I just, I really wanted to do something that spoke to me. <laughs> so this is my side project. Also, because Mickey Rourke mumbled so much throughout the film, the crew called him, <laughs> the crew, the crew, <laughs> the crew called the movie Mumblefish. Oh my God, I was going to make the joke before you said it. I love that. <laughs> because I was mumbling and I couldn't get it out. <laughs> but um, this was also adorable. So since the movie's in black and white, Mickey Rourke Bay, he, throughout the film, since he knew it wasn't going to get picked up, he dyed his hair like crazy colors because it wasn't going to be red on camera. So like red as in like reading, but it was red. Like he dyed his hair like red and green green and like blue and all this shit. Oh, I love it. And my last, my last note is that they say Rusty James over 50 times in this movie, which is Matt Dillon's character. The main boy. The main boy. So, so basically what this film is about is Matt Dillon, some 17 year old brooding hubby. Oh. Oh, he's so cute. Um, and his older brother, the motorcycle boy, which is Mickey Rourke, has been gone. And he's like, I, I was in California. Yeah, he's like, I went and found myself. And I, f- and I found some pretty intense stuff. What? I can't remember. Did he go there to find his mom? I think, I think so. so. Because I think he comes back and he's like, you know how mom told everybody. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this voice for him? I don't know. He seems like he would have that voice. I know. He was He was like, oh, he was just so... I actually wrote somewhere. I was like, he's just misunderstood. Oh, miserable. yeah. He's just like, oh, you know how dad told us that mom had died? Well, I found out that she really ran off because he was an alcoholic. Yeah, and, and left now, us in the dust. And left us in the dust. And she's on the West Coast now, and she's living with a producer in the hills. So basically, like, she's doing great. And they're, like, and, suffering. Yeah. And, like, so so it's essentially, like, I mean, it's the whole, like, you know, alcoholic father, two kids, and so they're both, like, shitheads. And Motorcycle Boy was, like, the, like, hot head, like, not gang member. because No, not, they call I mean, it a gang. They do yeah. call it a gang? Uh-huh. I couldn't remember. He was, like, the head. Like, he was, like, the main guy. And so Matt Dillon's, like, looks up to his brothers trying to fill his shoes. And then, of course, Mickey Rourke comes back like, pretty early on in the film, and it's just all about, like, how he's totally different than, yeah. than all these stories. And, like, what's going on with you, bro? You're so, like, you seem so disconnected. So and, like, subdued. Dark. Yeah. And, like, so it's just, that's, like, the whole story, and there's all these, like, subplots and stuff within it as far as, like, Nick Cage stealing Diane Lane and, oh. you know, the typical whatever. Um, coming of age. Coming, it is a coming of age tale, Because they're say. supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, they're, like, they're like 17. Which is funny, because I feel like we were, like, is he in high school, or is he just, like, hanging out with all these high school kids? Yeah. But then he, but then Matt Dillon eventually, like, goes to school. And, and is, like, like, in shop class imagining Diane Lane. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. She's, like, on top of the lockers naked. Dude, I just want to take, like, four minutes, and I know that's a lot of time, but I want to discuss this in depth. Diane Lane is so fucking sexy in this movie. Oh. I did not know she was that hot. I didn't know you baby. felt this way. I didn't either until I saw her. I was like, well, Diane Lane. Because, I mean, all I know is, like, Under the Tuscan's Sun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, all I have to compare it to. My mom sent me that book in the mail. Oh, did she? <laughs> she? Like, recently? Yeah, for Valentine's Day for oh, some reason. Oh, God. That's, not, that's so depressing for some reason. I don't know why. She was like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what that movie's about. I just know the cover, and I know that every mom likes it. True, I guess. I think my mom owns it. 
Um, I have no facts against that. No. I So before we get into depth, because I think that we're going to use this as a refresher, um, Asia and I, when we watched this, I wrote down like a bunch of notes and they are atrocious. And I was like kind of reading them over and they're hilarious because I don't know how I'm supposed to remember anything from the movie <laughs> based on these notes. So I wanted to read them to Asia really quick so we could have a little laugh about them and then we'll go into the movie. Um, the first thing I wrote was skinny Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> because <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's in this and he's like super skinny and like lanky and like suave and that was shocking to me. Him. Rusty James said over and over, I just wrote Smokey because that's Nick Cage's name <laughs> in it. Selective color, which is the fish. I don't know what the fuck this means, but I laughed out loud at this. Nips through Matt Dillon's wife beater. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that down or what I wanted to discuss. It's important, obviously. The oh, the the jacket that Nick wears throughout this whole thing is this like silk ass wild deuces jacket. Oh, it says God. wild deuces on the back and it's ugh. The ADR is rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the eighties. Mumblefish. It's mumblefish. They probably couldn't deal with it. They were they like, were He's like mumbling. what's he saying? I don't know. I can't hear him. <laughs> Who knows? Teen Wolf chest on Nick. Oh, Lord. Hot-ass Diane Lane. <laughs> Goes over to Diane Lane's house and essentially comes in his pants and passes out. True. <laughs> so we fucking can, true. We can, we can take a break and discuss that. Good God. Love to be in high school. And she says, hey, my parents aren't home. Yeah, so he, he shows up. And her little sister's there. And she's like, get out. And so they're, like, making out. And he, like, they're, like, get hot and heavy for a sec. In the living room. Yeah. Like, the, the little girl's, like, standing in the kitchen watching, essentially. Oh, my God. Because she's in love with Rusty James. Oh, yeah. Diane Lane's little sister is, like, 10. And she's like, Rusty, baby, you know you want to date me. Like, it's it's cute because he's like, oh, whatever, where's your tit? It is really cute. Where's your sister? Where's your sister? He's like, let me inside. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then he, like, they, like, make out, like, clothes fully on. And they're rubbing up on each other. And he just, like, literally falls asleep. So Diane Lane gets pissed. And she's like, get out. I'm like, I, yeah, dude. Yeah. That well, sucks. Because, like, the crazy thing is, like, we're mad for her. But also we're nervous for Rusty James because he's supposed to go to a fight at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. It's all the same <laughs> night. He's supposed to, like, the whole thing is he's supposed to go, like, have, it's like underground fight club. Like, these gangs meet up and fight. And he's supposed to fight someone from another gang. So he's like, well, let me get my rocks off real quick. But instead he just falls asleep. <laughs> And then he's like, and then he wakes up like upset and he's like, oh shit, I gotta be there. So he just like runs out. She's like, I can't believe you just came here for nothing. She's like, like, you always do this. Yeah. (laughs) And then he kisses her. He's like, but babe. I love. I'm Matt Dillon. (laughs) I love, I secretly have always loved Matt Dillon, by the way. He's goofy, weird looking and I like it. My type. Especially in this, he's got like one little earring. He wears a wife beater and like bandana and it's all rugged. Like trashy weird boy. I know. I'm like, oh, 1983. Um, so then, right after that, dope ass knife fight with man who is Asia. That's what I wrote. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't remember what that guy looked like at all, though. Like me, I guess. I, I guess. So. I just remember watching it and this guy comes up and, he, <laughs> and he's like, they're like starting the fight and he's like, let's fight. And Asia goes, oh. That's me. <laughs> and he was very flamboyant. He was super flamboyant, and he totally cheated because he like immediately pulls out a knife, oh. and that's when ba ba ba, motorcycle boy shows up. Zoom zoom, bitch. And this is like, and this is like, probably in the first like fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh yeah. So this is like how we know that like, oh, motorcycle boy is back. 
and he's going to kill everyone for you. So literally how he saves Matt Dillon in this scene is because Matt Dillon gets cut because they like, was it with glass? I don't remember. This movie was like so, there was like little dialogue. So it was like mostly just like artsy chaos. So it's like hard to remember all of it. But um, I remember someone gets like hit by a train. (laughs) Am I making that up? (laughs) Does that kid die? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I don't. I feel like we like we were like we remember this whole movie. We can totally do this episode. And now we're sitting here, and I'm like, was Nick Cage in it? (laughs) I'm not sure. Yeah, so Nick Cage was in this movie, albeit for a very short period of time, much less than Matt Dillon, but. Basically, but he played a huge role into he, Matt Dillon's character and like, uh, like learning a lesson. Yeah, because like the whole movie is about it's written by the same lady that did The Outsiders. So this movie is kind of like a coming of age novel. You know, it's about Rusty For James. boys living on the tracks. Like, yeah, not like maybe not the physical tracks, but like in that sense of like coming of it. Oh fuck, I can't say coming of age like three times in a row. <laughs> I think then they'll really understand. Like guys, this is a coming of age story. And by that I mean like it's kind of like um you're in an age and it's coming of age. <laughs> Fucking Christ. All right, sorry. No, but it's like about him realizing that people he looked up to aren't really either good people to look up to or he's putting them on a pedestal and they don't need to be up there because as you find out like later in the movie, his brother that he looks up to, the motorcycle boy, is kind of like sad and mopey and like so deep. Yeah, because well, he, <clears throat> I like what you said, you, you said to me, you were like, it's kind of like realizing that your role models are just also human. Yeah. And it's kind of like that whole, it's, it reflects that whole idea of like, well, the biggest part of becoming an adult is all of a sudden realizing that your parents are just as big a fuck-ups as you. Oh, yeah, I love that. And you're that. like, oh, shit. Because like you said, like Motorcycle Boy and his father are his two biggest role models. Yeah, and, and his dad is both. a drunk and the brother like is just like mopey and is like... He's like, I know too much now. And now I can't have fun and be like this rebel in charge of like, like rebel without a cause in charge of this gang. Yeah. Cause he's just like, oh. Cause he's like, nothing matters because yeah. we all are broken and this sucks. Like, yeah. Wow. Sucks to live on the coast. Right. Whereas like Matt Dillon is, you know, 17. Idealizing and- everything. Exactly. And like part of his process of learning this is Nick Cage. Like, this is why we're talking about this mm-hmm. because. His, like, main role is he's, like, second in command the whole time of Matt Dillon's, like, fake little pseudo gang. Mm-hmm. Their fight club, if you will. Their fight club. And Nick Cage at the end, you know, he steals his girlfriend away. Diane Lane. Yeah. My baby. Matt Dillon's character, Rusty James, was just, he was just not focused enough on Diane. He was, like, a mess trying to figure his life out. And so while he wasn't paying attention... Nick Cage is like, yo, babe, I'm stable. I'm stable. <laughs> like a table. I got leadership skills. Although, side note, he's not that stable because homie got married a week ago. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We'll do that later. Yeah, Let's no. finish this. I have a lot to say about that. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Nick Cage's character plays a role. You, yeah. I cut I mean, you off. Sorry. He's pretty much like the main, if, if we're going to say like there's a main like learning point in this movie, it's definitely Nick Cage like bringing Rusty James outside and being like, listen, man, you suck. And I don't suck. So I'm going to grab your gal. I'm going to run your gang. 
And I'm going to do it way better than you. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's funny because even how he says it, even Matt Dillon's like, shit, man. Shit, you're right. Yeah, like, take good care of her. And, like, that's it. Like, they're at the, the billiards club, if you will, and or whatever they're Where Tom Waits is. is, like, bartending. That same post whole time. That's where they all chill. And he sees Diane Lane and he's like, oh, babe, how you doing? And she's like, I'm not here for you. And then Nick Cage <laughs> comes up and is like, in his fucking... Oh, what what does his jacket say? Wild deuces. Wild deuces. He rolls up and they're like sitting down and then Matt Dillon's like, um... Excuse me? I was literally going to say excuse me. (laughs) He's like, um, what the fuck? He's like, you want to go outside? Let's take this outside. And Nick Cage is like, all right. And he looks at her and he's like, all right, Diane, hold on, maybe. Like, Like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And he's like very level-headed. And like Matt Dillon's like... I'm gonna let's fight. Like Rusty James is like, fuck you, let's fight. And then Smokey, Nick Cage, Smokey's like, hey man, he like lights a cigarette, takes a puff, fucking flicks it, lights another cigarette. <laughs> I was so livid about that. I was like, but why? What why? You're wasting tobacco, it sir. It made no sense. But um, but yeah, he like takes him outside, like very calmly. It's just like, hey man, like you're cool. Everyone follows you because you're like crazy awesome like your brother was motorcycle boy but like you are not stable you're not gonna lead this gang and they need someone who's like more level-headed so like it's gonna be me from here on out which is i mean exactly what you just said but it's okay we're reiterating the point reiterating um more eloquently the more times we say it like it gets through you know it's It's a coming of age it's a coming of age movie story (laughs) um but that's like and i think that's really the last time we see no that's not the last time we see nick cage we only see him at the very, very, very end. Oh. I forgot about how it ended until I just said that. Oh, my God. Okay, spoilers from this fucking movie from the Every 80s. Every single episode we do is spoilers. I hope everyone is on board and okay with that. Sorry, we're about to ruin Rumblefish for you. Right. <laughs> motorcycle boy, like, gets killed by the police. It's fucked. It's really sad. And he, like, they try, he tries to free everyone because he's, you know, feels trapped in his life. And he tries, they go to... Um, a pet store and he's like freeze all the cages and he like oh takes the rumble fish and he's like i'm gonna go put him in the in the river which i said out loud i was like they will die they, they will are not, not they're freshwater fish aren't they or freshwater fish yeah you put them in like like salt yeah <laughs> not the river yeah i i don't know i don't know where they are though so i guess that they could it, have been it, the ocean they're somewhere know. on the east coast maybe that's true all streams lead to the ocean. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then he gives the rumble fish to Matt Dillon. And again, this is the only other time there's color is the fish yeah. in the movie. And then he runs away and the cops are like, fuck him, let's get him. Yeah, and they fucking kill him for raiding a pet store. Like, yeah. who does this? And then and then it just ends with them, like, everyone being like, oh my God, who is it? Oh my God, it's... Like, motorcycle boy. It's motorcycle boy. And you just see, like, Nick Cage standing with Diane Lane and he's like, what's happening? <laughs> what? And, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and then Matt Dillon rides off into the sunset. Oh yeah, because he, he told him, he was like, go west. And so he takes his brother's motorcycle and, like, drives west. And it ends with him like on the beach, just exactly what he told him to do, and then roll credits. And so, I mean, it was good. It was good ending. No, I, I mean, it was a pretty. It was a fine movie. I liked. I liked the movie. What would you? What would you rate this movie? Definitely would rate this movie. Hmm. I know it's gonna be hard because by the time we get to like Nick Cage's hundredth fucking movie, yeah. which is already on the list. I mean, I would say like overall, the movie was probably like seven point two. Yeah. Nick Cage. Seven, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll agree with 7.2. For the movie. For the movie. But for Nick Cage. But Nick Cage's performance. He doesn't really have any freakouts. No, no freakouts. He has a naked slippery scene. Oh my God. He bites a girl's ass. Yeah, there's like an orgy. They break into someone's house and Nick Cage like 
It's funny because Nick Cage brings Matt Dillon and a bunch of other people to this house. And he, like, breaks in and they have a party. Like, very high school-esque. Like, I remember doing that shit. New when people are out of town. You just don't turn the lights on and everyone just gets drunk. I'm from a small town. That didn't happen for me. Yeah. No, we were terrible. (laughs) Um, And so we, yeah. So, like, they are partying. And then all of a sudden... They're like all on a bunk bed and they're all naked. And Nick Cage is like literally sliding, like slippery. They're on top oily. Of they're oily. And he like bites a girl's butt. And because they're hooking up and Matt Dillon's hooking up with some other girl, not then, Diane Lane. Not Diane Lane. Then Nick Cage like lets her find out that Matt Dillon is cheating. So he swoops in and takes her. So really, like Nick Cage is like a smarmy bass. He's like an anti hero. He's an anti hero. And he definitely has like learned a lesson, but he did some shady shit. So. I mean, his whole message is, wake the fuck up, Rusty James. Right. He's like, look at, you're so distracted with all your problems <laughs> that other people are going to take advantage of it. True. But that's how Nick Cage sounds to me. But um, For that scene alone. That, that ups Nick's rating overall throughout the movie. Yeah. I would say like between five and six. For Nick? Yeah. Maybe like um, a low six. I, I'm going to disagree. I think for me, I would say Nick's rating in this movie would be like a 4.8 because okay. I I we didn't have a this is why we came here moment oh, and I really need that like the naked butt and everything was great because I finally was like oh good there his shirt's off because I was waiting for it <laughs> but um yeah without that without that freak out I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bring that score down and hopefully he uh returns with a uh better landing in the next season I'll I'll settle for a five. Yes, I like I like how when we do our Winter Olympics voice, we go uh, we go a little octave slower. Yeah, bring it down low, get real intimate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I went a different direction with that. I was I it's okay, I was aroused. Um, <laughs> well, so I think I mean that's that's pretty much all we have to say. I think about Rumblefish. Overall. I know it's it's hard with the smaller roles, but it's big enough in this one. Mm-hmm. This and then next week when we talk about Racing with the Moon. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, he's a, he's I a, love that movie. He's a side character, but like But he but he's like a very very like prominent supporting actor. True. Like this one he's like he's definitely like I think on the cover it's like Diane Lane, Mickey Rourke, Matt Dillon and Nick Cage. And he's like tiny. Yeah, whereas like and I mean it's his only second movie like officially. True. Um and the next one, yeah, oh, it's so good. But um, we'll get into that. But really quick update on Nick. We just we just have to discuss this. We have to say it. First of all, it took us like two weeks to record this fucking episode. So long. and so a lot has happened. Yes. Um, the first thing is the FBI shut down Instagram, Facebook, and like Snapchat. Oh my yeah, god! Remember yes. that? Everything was shut off. We were like, why is nothing like working? Like everyone, like we. All of a sudden, everyone's texting me, and they're like, yo, Instagram and Facebook are down. And, like, me and Asia immediately, like, we're texting each other, and we're like, how are we supposed to, like... No, I was literally having anxiety. I was like, what if that doesn't exist anymore? I know. I was like, well, how's anyone going to know about the podcast? Oh, my God. What are we going to do? We're just going to cry. I know. But, so that was, like, the first thing. And then the biggest news, and that, that was a lot more intense when it was actually happening, but the biggest news for us is that... Well, you you actually know a little bit more about it than me. I've just looked at pictures. Oh, with, about, of the marriage of the marriage. Yeah. Yes. So allegedly, <laughs> no. I think it's fact. Oh, TMZ yeah. reported. TMZ on it. reported. It's fucking so, real. It's real. Nick Cage and his uh his gal pal, whose name I'm Erica. Is it Erica? Erica Coit. Oh, I can pull it up. Coit-key? I just posted it on the Instagram today. So. Yeah. 
he was like, Oh my God, I opened the Instagram. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess he's quoted as uh, saying that Erica was wasted and suggested they get married in Las Vegas. Oh, really? So they did. Oh. And uh, then he filed for annulment four so days later. So that was later. on, oh my God. So four days ago. It was, this was four days ago. Four days ago, they got married. And today, essentially, or maybe like early this morning. Yeah, it was like at like 7.30 this morning. Yeah, they like got got news of. <laughs> and it's funny because they're fighting and it says just before the wedding, but they're both wearing leather jackets and he's got like a massive belt buckle on. So I was like, I really hope there's footage of this marriage. <laughs> well, and that was the attire. Well, because that's the hilarious thing is like his reason for annulment is like, we have such contrasting personalities and interests that this would literally never work. But were they dating before this? Yeah. He didn't figure that out during any time of the relationship. I mean, How long were they dating? I have no idea. Oh, Eric, Kiyo, Erica, Ki, Ki, Ko, it's like Kiyoki or K O I K E. I'm not even gonna fucking attempt it. Koike, Koike. Um, I don't know which wife this is, but like, unfortunately, she's really cute. Um, because I just want I want to be on the list of divorces so I can. Just be amongst any of them. True. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> so good. I would marry him for like a day. Yeah. I think we have a lot more in common though. Oh, true. We both liked Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think I think it's gonna be good. But that's our that's our Nick Cage update of the week. Oh, we love him. We will keep you tuned because we're gonna I'm sure we're gonna learn more. But so far, the annulment was because of a fraud. That's what it said. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, she was trying to use me for my money. <laughs> what money? What money? <laughs> you can't, sir? You can't, excuse me. He, he like bought he bought a house and didn't the bank take it back from there? Like, you can't, with what money? Why are oh, you trying to buy this? Yeah. Next week on Gone with 60 Seconds, we discuss Nicolas Cage's purchase of that house in Louisiana where the lady tortured people. <laughs> it's, it's also seen in season three, The Coven of... Uh, American Horror American Story. American Horror Story. Bless. Yeah. Kathy Bates' house. Oh. So, anyways. Well, I think... Um, it's a short episode. I'm good with that. That's fine. We're, I'm gonna talk, it's going to be a long one next time, so buckle in. But uh, on the whole, Rumblefish was good. Yes. And we love Nick. Uh, we should get like an outgoing saying at some <laughs> point. We love Nick. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, I was like going for like some weird like NBC, but also like we are farmers. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was going in one, one way or another. That was good. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Like, subscribe. And then subscribe and like. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. At gone in nixty seconds. (laughs) Because that's how it's spelled. And if you need to email us for some reason. If you have like any Nick things that you just like want to pass along. Feel free to email us. It's gone in nixty seconds at gmail.com. Send us hate mail. Send... uh, you say that every week, and I really don't want it. Okay, send me a mail. And Asia will read it to me, as always. Yes. And Asia's naked. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>